Hi, this is Nikki, host of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I will be sharing my podcast every Monday, and we will talk about being a parent, dealing with mental illness, daily struggles, and how we navigate one day at a time. Please subscribe today. Hi, everybody. This is Nikki, and I just wanted to um, say a few things first before we hear about Marilyn's story. Um, If you want to comment or ask questions, um, there is a link. Um, You just have to go to the StreamYard page, put in your name, and then um, we'll be able to see that you've Uh, made a comment or you've asked a question. Otherwise, you can still comment. We just won't know who you are. So, (laughs) so I decided um, this past winter, I was um, down in the dumps. I had some stuff happen and I was just feeling sorry for myself and I couldn't seem to get over it. And until just recently, I felt like maybe the past few weeks, So I decided that I needed to focus my attention on some positive things instead of focusing on, um, you know, being sad and depressed and feeling sorry for myself, you know, the woe is me. So, um, so I decided that I was going to interview some people. And so my, this is my mom, Marilyn Asher. And she is going to tell us about herself, and then we're going to ask some questions. Um, she has been a single parent, you know, almost her entire adult life, and she's um, raised five kids, and she's went on to get her degree, and then she's also um, raised my nephew, who is um, special needs. So. Um, so I just feel like she's probably got some good insight that we all could use. And I know if she can do it, anybody can do it. So, (laughs) so mom, um, tell us about kind of your background, you know, about grandma and grandpa and how many siblings you have and. I have four sisters and a brother. My dad uh, was from Kentucky. Um, he didn't go to school. And my mom quit when she was in the 10th grade. Um, my dad just barely knew how to write his name. Um, he didn't, I don't think he could read uh, very well, but he could do math in his head like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, mom was the glue that held us all together. Um, let's see, there's, I had, like I said, I had four sisters and I had a brother. And uh, so, I, so growing up, you grew up in the 60s. Yeah. And so, did you graduate high school? Um, I got pregnant with you in my junior year, and back then you they wouldn't let you go to school when you were pregnant. 
So um, I got pregnant, and then uh, I finished my junior year, and then um, about ten years later, I went back and got my I got my diploma. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah. G- yeah, I remember um, when that happened because you were going, you had to go at night yeah. to do that. So, um, so you got your so it, you got pregnant in the early seventies. Yeah. Shameling you. <laughs> so what was that like? I mean, what did grandma and grandpa say? I mean, were they, you know, did they yell at you? Were you in trouble? Were you? Yeah. I mean, I know they didn't ship you off. No. Like some people did, you know. They, uh, when they found out that I was pregnant, uh, which was probably during the summer, um, they, uh, you know, me and my, me and your dad had to get married. And uh, so we got married and my dad always blamed my mom. That is her fault. <laughs> and, you know, and I finally told him, I said, dad, I said, I hate to tell you this. I said, but mom wasn't around when I got pregnant. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, then, uh, we got married. I had just turned, 17 I think and uh, I had just had I had you in January so and then but we had been you know we hadn't been married very long so and then he decided that he would join the service he joined the Air Force yeah and uh, he was stationed after boot camp he was stationed in Texas so we went I moved to Texas we until you know all his schooling was done, then uh, he um, got stationed in in Ohio at uh-huh. the Air Force Base over there. Right. And then, so, so, um, and then the rest is history, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then he had four more kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. And I they was- shouldn't. They should have named you Myrtle, Fertile Myrtle. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what would you, so I know a lot, I, I mean, I remember growing up and you were, when you were single, I, I remember that, but what, what were some of, what was the easiest, was there anything easy about it or what was the most rewarding part about that? I mean, that you can remember? The easy, the easy part was that you were all mine. I mean, you know, and I didn't have to fight over anybody else trying to make me do something that I didn't think was right for you, for my, uh-huh. you know, right. your dad was non-existent uh, for a lot of years. Um, yeah. Um, and y- what was the other question? I already forgot. <laughs> most re- well, I said the most rewarding part of that, um, ex- you know, just raising all of us on your own. So, um, I knew that eventually you guys would, um, you know, you would grow up and, and move away, but. Uh, and that's not rewarding. That's just, I hated, I hated the thought of you guys 
moving away. <laughs> we could all come back home, Mom, if you want. <laughs> uh, come on. Um, <laughs> we'll buy a big old house. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. I'm not going to be back home with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So what was the what would you say is the most difficult part of being a single mom raising all of us, you know, this would be the 80s and the 90s, you know, um, um making sure that you had what you needed, you know, um and making sure that you were safe. Yeah. Um that was probably the hardest part. Yeah. Making sure that right. you're safe. Um, back then, though, the, I mean, it's not like it is now. Now you can't even uh, throw a ball outside without, you know, it getting hurt. Much mm -hmm. Yeah, with, we, we did play outside a lot, so. And we didn't have the technology that there is now, so I didn't have to worry about, you know, you getting on a computer and you know, some pedialyte or, or pedophile coming in and getting you <laughs> uh, or anything like that, pedialyte. So, anyway. <laughs> um, so, that was probably the most scariest. Yeah. So. Oh. What happened, Nick? Well, Nick's guess she had to take a break. <laughs> you take That's a break. what happens when I touch buttons. <laughs> well, don't touch buttons, sis. <laughs> Hold on, there's... Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, so... Um, okay, so we, we all grow up. <laughs> yeah, we all move away. <laughs> we all move away. And so what made you want to go into early childhood? Um, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I kind of coerced. I had went from um, a job, you know, being a cashier, supervisor, slash supervisor at a truck stop. And I worked third and I wanted to get off of third because I was going bonkers. Um, yeah. And um, at the time, I had just switched over to uh, taking care of my mom, moving in with my mom to take care of, to help take care of her. Yeah. And um, so, and he wouldn't put me on first. The the manager wouldn't. So mm -hmm. I put my two weeks notice in. And I took a job at a daycare thinking it was just a transition job. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> you transitioned into a teacher. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, and the, the director of the daycare asked me, she said, do you want to go back to school and take some classes for child care? And I said, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to. And um, I had and I had left on for break for a break for my lunch, mm -hmm. and, and you know to check on mom and and I thought well you know it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't hurt at all. <laughs> so I started taking childcare classes and uh, and like I said it, it 
I turned into uh, a teacher, a preschool teacher. And um, and I've been doing that for hmm, 27 years, 28 years. Yeah, I was going to say, because you started doing it right before um, Caitlin and uh, I met Oliver and, and Sam were born. Yeah. So, um, but this is my last year. I'm retiring. I want to put my my kid my kid things my kid toys away. This- <laughs> I doubt that would happen. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, being a preschool teacher, um. So what are some things that you learned from that that you wish you had known when we were, when you were, you know, raising us? Oh. Like, what are some things that, you know, you thought might have been helpful? That every kid learns differently. Um, That um, littles learn a lot through play you know not just their social skills but you know they learn math by playing legos they Mm -hmm. you know uh, in blocks they learn math Uh, reading uh, if you read to a child 15 minutes for every day of their life you know they they learn thousands and thousands of words Mm -hmm. um, that will help them later on in life right I agree with that (laughs) um and that um hug your kid tell Mm -hmm. them you yeah don't yell at them put your phone down and I wish you did learn that one don't yell at it I know (laughs) I know Oh, I know Connie asked me all the time. She said, why are you so loud? And I said, I got five kids. It was never quiet at our house. I said, I got to be loud. I said, otherwise they won't hear me. (laughs) That's okay, mom, because I yelled at my kids too. (laughs) Everybody, I mean, everybody does. I was talking to one parent one time at daycare and, um, when I worked at the daycare and, you know, she was always so sweet and so soft-spoken and her, one of her kids come in and, he, you know, she was, it was a little girl and she was so upset. And I asked her, I said, what's wrong? And she said, my mom yelled at me. And I said, uh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I talked to her mom when she, you know, when she picked her back up and I said, you know, such and such came, you know, said he was, but you yelled at her. She said, yes, Miss Marilyn, I do yell. And I said, I don't believe it. <laughs> Show <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Show me how you yell. I want to yeah. hear this. <laughs> you know, I have forgotten more. I forget a lot of what I, of a lot of the schooling. And, and I'll read an article and I'm thinking, oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. And, you know, but I know there's a, you know, nowadays, some of the kids that you work with, when they come to school, they're in a fight or flight mode because of their home life. And yeah. You, and you never know, you know, what has happened that morning. Right. And uh, 
you know, a lot of times, you know, they feed, they, they serve breakfast every day now and, you know, uh -huh. they, they serve lunch. And now this year they have, uh, well, it started last March, they started um, sending suppers home so that kids, kids. To make sure or, they had food. Yeah, that they have food. Yeah. So uh, I know over the summer, you know, um, they would, the bus would pull up in front of the house. And they would come to the door and bring Dougie his his lunch for, <laughs> for his breakfast and his lunch. And, uh, you know, and they didn't, they didn't have to do that because they're usually just stopped at the corner and, you know, whoever needed it, and they would just walk up and, and get it. But they knew that Doug was special needs, so they, they always stopped in front of the ha my house. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you know, now, now kids... Uh, have another way of making sure that you know they get something to eat. Uh -huh. So, and I think that's I think that's awesome that the school system is doing that. Right, right. So, so you're you know a preschool teacher, and then how long were you a teacher before you started um, taking care of Doug? Um, probably. Probably maybe ten years. Uh huh. No, probably about time. Maybe eight, eight years. So, and you started taking care of Dagger. He's what three or four? Yeah, he he's been three or four. So, um, tell us about Doug and um, and what his needs are. So, well, Doug is my youngest grandson. Um. He has serious, yes, he cerebral palsy. Uh, he had a stroke when his mother was carrying him. Um, he is nonverbal. Um, he is legally blind. He is called cortical blindness. He has no sight out of his left eye. And what he sees out of his right eye, the doctor says a it looks like you're looking through a piece of switch cheese. Mm. So he only sees parts of things. Right. He has scoliosis and um, about it'd be three years in May, he had back surgery to straighten it. So he lost a lot of mobility that way. Right. Um, he can't bend over to the right or to the left. Right. Uh, he can bend from the waist down, you know, forward. Uh-huh. He's, um, I know, he, I, you know, I say he's nonverbal. <clears throat> he can get his point across when he wants something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he does know some sign language, right? Yes. He knows how to make, how to make the sign for more. Sorry. Um please heart heart uh which t if he says heart he'll he's telling you that he loves you yeah and um he knows the sign for music you rub your right hand over your left forearm and he can't do that but he rubs his shoulder so <laughs> yeah that, that too when he wants his music on yeah he likes music a lot <laughs> yeah he does um, 
he, like, you know, I've had him since he was three. When I first got him, he didn't like to be touched. Um, he didn't, he didn't want hugs or kisses or, mm-hmm. or that. And I told him he had to get over himself because I was his man and I was going to hug him and kiss him all I wanted to. <laughs> so, so I'm the one that taught him how to kiss and how to hug. Um, he is, when he was little, he could bunny hop. Yep. <laughs> wasn't always in, wasn't always in a, a wheelchair. Uh, he didn't always have to be in a wheelchair. Right. Um, he, um, if we went out away from the house, he, he gets, um, he doesn't like large crowds, even, you know, with family, even if it's just family. Right. But, if he's down on the floor when he was little, if he was down on the floor and he got overwhelmed, he always would come and crawl underneath my skirt because yep. were long skirts and he would hide. <laughs> and Maya, her sister and my daughter, asked, she said, what is he doing? <laughs> he's hiding. She said, well, he's trying to unstimulate himself. <laughs> and I said, no, I said, he's, I said, he's scared. And I said, and he knows that if he's sitting on my feet and underneath my skirt, nobody's going to get him. So <laughs> a lot of times that's where he stayed. But I know that's when it started. He would be across the room on the floor and I would want him to come to me. And he wouldn't come to me. And I would say, come give Aunt Nikki a kiss. And he would kiss me from across the room. I'm like, I can't feel that. Yeah. Until eventually, I mean, it took a long time, but eventually he would come up to me, yeah. you know, and uh, kiss me on the cheek or act like he's going to kiss me. Yeah, you know? and turn his head. <laughs> yeah, and turn his head. <laughs> so. Yeah, he is a mess. So, and for, so for him, what, um, what are some of the things that he's gotten to do? Like, cause he goes to school. Yeah. You know, and they come and get him, you know, every day. I mean, what are, what is his day like when he's at school? Um, well, when he was in, uh, when he went to Crestdale or when started out at Highland, um, mm-hmm. you know, they would have, um, periods of, you know, music and read stories and then they would have lesson plans that were adapted to him, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the room, I know I was still in school, so I did some of my practicum at Highland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would go into his room and observe, and nobody would say anything that I was here or anything. But he knew every time I went into his room. Because just <laughs> as soon as I walked in, and shut the door, he would turn around towards the sound and holler Nan. So he knew <laughs> he knew me. But I mean, you he, didn't even say anything. No, I hadn't said I hadn't said a word, but he knew me by my smell. So um, um which back then I always wore lavender, so he knew that if he smelled lavender, if he smelled that scent, he knew that I wasn't too far off. Yeah. But he always knew. So but um <clears throat> You know, they. I think they played a lot of games. You know, learning games for with him, because uh-huh. um, he. 
I know he's not going to be a rocket scientist, but he is a smart, he's smart. Um, yeah. Well, he understands a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, you can yeah. tell him things and, I mean, explain something to him and he knows what you're talking about. Yeah. I know, so. um, you know, when Becky and Natasha, when Becky cuts his hair and gives him a shave, um, I called to see if they had, you know, manscaped him. And um, she said, no, she said, we, we didn't. And he was laughing and they were in the front room and he was laughing in the bedroom because he didn't get manscaped. Uh, <laughs> I know. So, but it's He's like, you're <laughs> not going to do that to me now. So, but um, <clears throat> he said, so, so he, they, I mean, they had things. At Highland and at, um, you said Crestel. Mm -hmm. So now that he's at the high school, is it the same type of things that they're doing or is it a little more advanced or? Uh, I think it's basically on the same level, but more, more so because um, Doug has learned more. Um, he says more sounds. Um, mm -hmm. to sound out words um, mm -hmm. a lot of his um, his math is uh, they, they teach him math through music which is one of his favorite classes mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and he still likes to read um, he has uh, he has uh, a para that's with him all the time she, mm -hmm. you know she's there he only goes to school two days a week one week and then three days a week the next so, because of the uh, pandemic, of, yeah. So, and um, since since he has gotten bigger and gotten older, um, he gets tired easier. And I don't know if it's because his body is just bigger than one, you know, um, than than what he's used to. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> But uh, he, you know, he he loves going to school. He loves yeah. the interaction with, um, you know, with the other students. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you know, they play ball. They, you know, with him, um, they play games uh, in the kitchen. They uh, help him. Uh, uh, they helped him make um, a smoothie, which he thought was really neat. Because... <laughs> they had a button on his chair that if he pushed, it made them the mixture. Go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, and he thought that was just <laughs> great. <clears throat> and, you know, he has um, days that he has physical therapy yeah. and then they get him in a standard so that he stands. Um, and you know, does, I mean, he likes to stand, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. But I can always tell when when he's, when, when he's in been in the stander because he has he's just exhausted. And the only thing he doesn't even want to shower and he loves these showers. He just wants yeah. to go to bed. Right. <clears throat> so Right. So um so what do you think, you know, Doug is graduating this year and and looking back, 
you know, from the time you got him until now, what would you think is the most, um, the best thing that you've learned from taking care of someone with those types of, you know, special needs? So, I mean, he's a special kid anyway. Yeah. You know, he just, he's funny and he melts your heart and. <laughs> he is rotten. Um, I can't, <laughs> I can't really say because every, I mean, you know. I'm, well, how has that helped you as a person, you know? Um, to be more accepting of, of everybody knowing that I don't know, you know, what's happened in anybody's life. Yeah. You know, and, you know, to make them the way they are. So right. it's, you know, it's been to help me to be more accepting of people that even I, even if I don't know what has happened in their life. Right. So, or someone that may look normal, you know, to be, yeah. you know, more open-minded about depression something. and, um, you know, and anxieties, those are, um, you never know those, you know, you mm -hmm. don't know who has those. Right. But, and, you know, it's, I don't like to think that I wouldn't, I don't, I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings because I'm not aware or mm -hmm. if I have something that, right you know, that's going to hurt their feelings. And right. I, I don't want to do that. So I'm yeah. always, I'm always super, always to be super aware. I don't, mm -hmm. that I don't say or, you know, hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned for another sponsored ad on Motherhood Unfiltered. We'll be right back after these messages. So, changing the topics just a little bit. Um, so, I know my brother's been staying with you. <laughs> and he's been to prison. Yeah. So what being a mom and having your child, you know, incarcerated, I mean, how did that make you feel And or, I mean, or did it, I mean, I know it bothered you, but you know, I mean, how did you deal with that? Cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't start crying now. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just kind of wanted to touch base with it because, I mean, I know it's a big struggle, you know, and I know there are other people out there that have loved ones that are, you know, incarcerated. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what, how do you, I mean, how do you cope with that? You know, to me, it's like, I got to help him right now. Like, I'm writing him letters, telling him what to do, bossing him around, you know, and... <laughs> Well, that's your I go mean, to <laughs> huh? I said that's always been your go-to. I know, but 
It doesn't work all the time, and I keep no, doing it. I know. <laughs> Just do what I say, and everything It'll will be okay. okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I wasn't, you know, uh, the best mother or. Uh, no, I don't think that was it, Mom. <laughs> In my head, that's what I was thinking, though. Right. <laughs> but, you know, in, in the end, it had to do with him wanting to change. Yeah. And um, and this last time since he's been out, he has he has taken steps to change. Yeah. Um, you know, he met he met a special girl. They um, they've known each other for a long time. Uh huh. Um, she was married to somebody, you know, somebody that he knew, <clears throat> you know, when he was younger, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and he had he had just gotten out of, of prison, and um, I don't know if they ran across each other on the street or on on Facebook, uh-huh. but, you know, they kind of clicked and they've been together since September, I think, so. And, so, so do you, I mean, do you just think, I mean, did staying in contact with him when he was gone help a lot, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, cause I know they, now it's different. You can do phone calls, you can do video vi- yeah. visitations and, yeah. um, and electronic, you know, you can do email. So, um, it was, it was easy. It, it never was easy. Yeah, in, in that in that setting, but um, knowing that I could get a hold of him easier and see yeah. his face more was, you know, was easier than when than the first time that you know he right. went in because the first time you know, um, I don't think there was any phone calls. It was mostly letters that you had to write. Yeah. Or anything like that. What, how old was he? Um, 12 or 13 or? Um, when he first started getting in in trouble, yeah, he's about 12 or 13. Yeah, because, um, he was, yeah, I remember because he said every Thursday they had liver. (laughs) You're like, they have liver in the spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to hide it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, there was one other thing I wanted to ask. Um, well, it just left my head. I can't remember now. So it was it was about Doug. Oh, um, so you've got um, Natasha and Becky that comes in, and what do they do to help you with Doug? Um. Well, when I first. When I first, when he first got on, you know, the Medicaid waivers, I'm thinking, man, I don't want anybody in my house. <laughs> and, um, but um, they, they started coming. They didn't know each other. They worked for the same company, but they did, had never met. Mm-hmm. They, came, they come in, they, you know, they give him his shower, his bath. They do his laundry. They feed him. You know, when, at first, you know, they would come when he got out out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, then it was at four. So, but they would come in and, you know, um, get him, get his supper ready and, you know, do his laundry. They made sure that his bed was clean. Uh, they'd put his laundry up. Um, they'd take him for walks. Mm-hmm. Neighborhood. Um, they have been a blessing because it's been um, almost five years. Yeah. It'd be five years in, in April, I think, next month. Mm-hmm. He calls them girls, right? Yeah. His girls. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he wants both of them, he calls them girls. Sometimes he call her for Tata and sometimes he call her for BB. Uh, Tasha, he treats Tasha like a sister because he mm-hmm. picks a lot. Uh, and people look at her because she'll say, well, I got to go. I got to go uh, argue with my nonverbal client. And, <laughs> and they'll look at her like crazy. And she said, oh, we argue. Yeah. And they, yeah. they do. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, and BB, he, she's the only one that if, if she's not here, he will eat for Tasha. But if BB's here, Becky's here, yeah, she he's not eating for Tasha. <laughs> he's not eating for me. He's not eating for uh, Wes or Manny. <laughs> he BB has to feed him. And he only lets people feed him that he really trusts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew when he was younger, it, that was an issue that we ran into when one of us was taking care of him, he whether eat. or not we could get him to eat, you yeah. know. Uh, a lot of times he wouldn't eat. And I yeah. know school, they couldn't get him to eat. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he's been with, Emily's been with him since the ninth grade. So he's really well at school for the last mm-hmm. time. Because he knows Emily. Um, yeah. And, um, he know, and, you know, he knows Emily. He trusts he trusts Emily. So being at the high school, I just, this just popped in my head real quick. And he's got his own para and he's, I mean, is he like completely isolated from all the other kids? Or is there times when they're going through the hallways and there's other kids around or? Well, since, you know, since they did the, you know, hybrid where yeah. you know, they go, X amount of days there's not as many students so um, to my way of thinking when I talked to Marsha which is his teacher mm-hmm. uh, the main his main teacher he make, she makes sure that the other teachers do what's on his IEP plan right uh, he's he is secluded within two rooms mm-hmm. you know uh, and I think the teachers go to those rooms Oh, so the teachers are the ones moving around. I I'm I think I'm I'm not for sure. Okay. Um, there's not he's he's not um, you know I know some of sometimes they take they still take them out you know shopping and stuff. Uh huh. I told them that I didn't want I signed paper I didn't want Doug to go. Right. Because uh, you know I just didn't want him because he can't tell me. If he's sick, he can't tell me if, you know, if his head hurts or, well, you know. Yeah. Or if he got scared. Yeah. Or something happened, you know. 
So, you know, I just, you know, and with the pandemic, I just didn't want him to be exposed any more than, you know, he needed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So, right. Um, so, so with, um, so what do you think, um, he's gotten out of the most out of his life so far, you know? Um, I mean, if you could, I mean, we can't get in his mind, you know, but. Oh, we'd probably be in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) He, he is never going to know, um, somebody to be mean to him. Um, he's never going to know that, you know, he's just a happy kid. He doesn't yeah. that, you know, he's, it, that he's different. Um, uh-uh. And there's, and it, you know, that's okay for him to be different. You yeah. know, everybody is the same. You know, I know you're my daughter, but, and you have some of my traits, but, you know, you're totally different than, than right. even sisters. Right. Um, right. He, you know, he, I think I think he's a happy kid. You know, he, yeah, he I think so too. He doesn't live with his mom, and he doesn't live with his dad. You know, he lives with his nan, and he knows nan's going to take care of him. And yeah. you know, when nan can't take care of him, he knows his aunt Kiki's going to, because right. I threatened to give him away the other day because he's been a rotten stinker. I said, I'm just going <laughs> to give you away. <laughs> and I said, who do you think's going to take you? I said, and, you know, I started naming off people. And he said, when I said your name, I said, was your Aunt Kiki going to take you? And he shook his head, yeah. So, <laughs> he knows, I mean, you know, he knows that, you know, if anything does happen to me, that you will be acquiring an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old, but hopefully a 20-year-old little boy that mom that's not that far off what did you say 30 year old 40 year old well you know uh, (laughs) that would be nice but uh i don't know those collinses they don't know when to give it up (laughs) that's true true. so um so one last thing so what would your advice be to someone who is actually starting out dealing with someone with a child or a, you know, maybe a foster kid that is special needs, you know, what would be a, some good advice to give them? Um, breathe, deep breath. <laughs> uh, it's going to be okay. Um, and ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. <laughs> Um, wow, who knew? <laughs> make sure that, you know, you take care of you. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I know I've had a lot of people say, you know, I had one friend at school. She said, you're my hero. And I said, well, what for? I said, I've not done anything. She said, but you took in your grandson and you didn't have to. Yeah. And I said, no, I didn't have to. I said, but he's mine. I mean, no, I didn't give birth to him. I said, but my daughter did. And, mm-hmm. said, you know, and he's not going anywhere. No, I think you taking care of him has helped keep us all together, you know. Um, 
especially, you know, his mom. Yeah. You know, because she she can always come to where he is. Yeah. You know, and if he was someplace else, that may not have been the case. She has so. access and so does his dad. Um, right. Yeah. Right. You know, when the pandemic, you know, happened, you know, and Doug didn't didn't go out, you know, and I told, you know, him and, you know, Nanny, his stepmom, you know, you're more than welcome to come and see him, visit him anytime you want to. Mm -hmm. um, they would come over and sit outside the window and talk to him, <laughs> you know, until yeah. they got better to where they could, you know, come in the house, but they, you know. Yeah. But Misty has always had, I've always, you know, she's always been welcome. Yeah. Know, come and, and visit him anytime. Anytime she's, you know, she wants. Yeah. She's, she's pretty special. She's, yeah. she's stronger than what she gives herself credit for. Yeah. She is. <laughs> so, um, so just being helpful, um, you know, like you said, take care of yourself first. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Like that was the furthest thing from my mind when I was raising the boys, you know? Yeah. And because it was like, well, that their needs need to come first, you know? And, but then if I wasn't taking care of myself, um, you couldn't take care of them then I wasn't strong enough to take care of them. Yeah. And so I could see looking back now where there was some times when that was not, um, I hadn't always done that. I have not, so. I've not always, I know, uh, I don't always need a, a lot away from people, you know, alone time, mm -hmm. you know, um, or to get away from the house. Cause I, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I just seem to be at home. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't always that way when I was younger, but you know, since I've gotten older, I have turned into my mother and stayed at home a lot. Um, but I like being at home and Doug and Doug has Doug's here, you know, with me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I go in, check on him, you know, to see if he wants a drink or he needs changed or, you know, he's hungry. And, mm -hmm. you know, and he can tell me when he wants, when he's hungry, he'll tell me he wants food or whatever. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, if I go in and check on him, trying to talk to him, he's telling me to get out of his room. <laughs> well, he is a teenager, so. <laughs> Lord help us, he, he is. If anybody said that, he would be able to tell me to get out. <laughs> I would not believe it. But, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you know, to, you know, I, I did get out Saturday and I went shopping for him. Right. You know. But I wasn't gone maybe an hour and I was back home. Well, I yeah. had to stop and get mine and take her to work too, but. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, I mean, you know. but well, I, I, I really appreciate you letting me you know, do this and just give your, an insight into what your life, you know, has been like, I know it's not always been easy. And I know when I was a teenager that, um, I did not get along with you at all. 
because we were a lot alike. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get away from this woman. <laughs> She's know. driving me nuts. <laughs> it all did. But you know, you said what you reap, what you sow, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> so, well, I really appreciate um, you doing this for me. Um, if anybody that's been on watching, if you have any comments, I haven't seen any comments come across. And um, so you can always, um, oh, someone did. And one day at a time is what they said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the Facebook username, um, but um, that's definitely something I still do is one day at a time. I mean, yeah. You know, that's all about tomorrow because it's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so. that's, it doesn't matter because it's gone. <laughs> right. So if anybody has any comments for Marilyn or questions, um, you know, you can ask it on the um, the stream or just put it on my Facebook page and uh, she'll be, you know, she'll see it and can answer. But so. Thanks, Mom. Love you. I love you, too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>